Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to my podcast. I am Patrice. I started this podcast as a part of my journey to help us discover our worth and own our worth. There are so many of us caught up in what life has done to us that we forget what we can do for life. So welcome to Your Worth It. In this podcast, I wanted to create a space where people realize that they are worth it. This platform allows us to tell our story because our story is where our strength is. Our story is actually where our healing is. Our story is where we are going to discover who we are and what we're actually made of. We are shaping our story, but it starts with you owning your worth. Remember that you are worth it. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Your Worth It. I am extremely excited to get into today's episode because it is going to help us look at our story and determine if we're in control of our story or if someone else is in control of your story. Have you ever thought about that? Whether you are the one that's writing your story or if someone else is controlling how you write your story or the outcome of your story. One of the things that your worth it is built on in women in particular is owning our story is my struggles, my successes, my failures, my growth, my purpose. It's my story. And the same goes for you. Taking ownership of our story will help us realize that we're in control of it and we have the right to rewrite it. We can continue writing it or we can decide what the content is that we want to be in our story. No one has the right to write your story but you. We might not have control over our journey, but what we do have control over is what happens next on our story because it's our story. But somehow we don't change, change chapters and seasons in our story when it's time. We did an episode not too long ago about the art of letting go. And a lot of us have this problem with letting go. We don't let go when we're supposed to. We hold on to things that has already let us go. And those type of things hold us back from moving on to starting another chapter. We're stuck in chapter four when we're supposed to be in chapter eight of our lives because we're holding on to some man, some woman, some thing, some job. We're just holding on to things that we're not supposed to. And that chapter has already closed. We have got to learn how to close chapters and start a new chapter. It is so many of us that get stuck in these seasons and these chapters of our lives and it's over. You're going to have so many chapters in our lives, so don't get stuck in the one that you're in now because your next chapter is waiting on you. Are you ready to start your new chapter? So let's get into today's episode and dig deep into some of these questions to help us understand if we're ready for our next chapter. I want to introduce the episode title for today. It is called, It's Our Story and It's Changing but it's still our story. Our story is always changing, but it's still our story. So I want us to welcome our guest, my friend for today, Miss Chris Hale. 
Chris, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of the show today. Thank you for being with me. I met Chris about maybe three years ago. And I tell you guys, when I met her, she was so full of energy and so full of life. I'm like, this girl has so much personality and I just loved everything about her immediately. When I saw the energy that she gave me when she came into my space, I'm like, she's either been through some things, she has overcome some things, or she just loved life, period. And I tend to believe that it was all of the above, Chris. Like you, you probably overcame and love life. So I'm so glad you're on the story on our show today. And I can't wait to hear your story. The other thing I love about Chris is she has this amazing company called Dope pieces and it's where she actually takes black art and she create puzzle pieces of these artists and she displays the native black artists so i can't wait to hear a little bit about dope pieces a little bit about her story so let's welcome chris hale to our show today chris thank you so much for being with us hey everybody i am so excited to be here thank you patrice for having me absolutely i'm amazing just so you guys know she is amazing (laughs) no i'm pretty dope though i'm gonna say that quite honestly and i am continuing to write my story and i feel like i have snatched the pen and paper from so many people just to continue my own journey and writing my own story regularly oh awesome awesome well before we get into today's discussion about how our story is always changing chris can you give us a little bit of your background and just kind of share a little bit of your story with us you know absolutely happy to do that so you know what i'm going to start with my moving from california to atlanta which was a really really big deal for me i moved here when i was 37 and a year prior to that if you had told me that i would be living anywhere other than long beach california where i was born and raised i would have looked at you every bit of sideways okay but i remember this intense energy coming over me that this was no longer the place for me to be and i would not grow here and i say this anytime i have this conversation that my friends in california were good to me they really were i I know some beautiful people and continue my friendship with them but the relationships that i've garnered here have been really good for me and there is a difference i have always been an entrepreneur and when i lived in california most of my friends worked they had nine to five jobs they were lawyers photographers artists you know career professionals and when i would talk to them about business they'd be like girl you better go to work (laughs) and so i'd heard so much about atlanta and i had visited and had met you know people out there there was this chapter shift that was coming for me and i just i moved i had told my best friend at the time um she was actually my boss and i had told her i said you know if you all open up an office in atlanta i will move and she called me and she was like we opened up an office in atlanta it's Mm, time for you to move Mm -hmm. and it's like everything just kind of happened all at once and so when you talk about you know your story and chapters changing i literally just did it i just packed up all my stuff and moved and when i lived in california like i said most of my friends were um people that work but since i've been here 98 literally 98 percent of my friends here are entrepreneurs and what i've also shared is that dope pieces puzzle company would not have come into fruition 
in California. Mm. I just didn't have the support. Wow. When I would tell my friends about businesses that I wanted to run there, they'd be like, oh, that's great. When I told my friends about businesses that I wanted to run out here, they gave me seed money mm. without, even ha- without even asking because it was definitely the nature of this. And I was... And it's weird, like, I was about to say that I was scared when I moved here, but I wasn't. It just felt right. And, you know, sometimes you have these little voices that tell you, you know, you should do this. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. And this is the one time that I shut everything else out and just listened to this. And my friends were like, please don't go. Don't leave my family. Same thing. But I have to say that what I understood was I could live my life in California, but I would be living a life that was for them. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody mm-hmm. else you know lives my day to day no one else does the work that i do no one has the visions and ideas that i had and if i had stayed there everything that i had in me i believe would have died there because i didn't have the proper fertilization i didn't have the proper water and sun and energy that i needed and when i moved here i got all of those things and so when you asked the question earlier about um, are we writing our story, is it ours? It is absolutely ours. Sometimes we give our pen and paper over to somebody else mm-hmm. and we're still writing it. Absolutely. We're still, even though we, we're allowing somebody else to ghost write, this for, ghost write this for us, but even in allowing that, there has to be an allowing, you know, to give that over to somebody. But I think that it is very important to snatch that pen and paper back when it doesn't feel right for you. Oh, that is an amazing thing. One of the things that I love that you just said is that you had a chapter shift, right? Mm-hmm. So that is an amazing way to look at anything that is happening within our stories is when our story is shifting. When do we supposed to move to the next chapter? So you had some amazing revelations and epiphanies that was happening for you when you were in California. What can you share with us about when do you get to the point where you realize that, okay, this chapter of my life is over. This season is over. It is time to move to the next. Like, what was it for you for you to say, okay, this is it. I know you had, you know, some some friends that supported you in California, but you knew that your story was supposed to be continued in Atlanta. But what was it that said, okay. This I was unhappy. Mm, okay. I was unhappy. And I could not. Um, you know when you eat too much in tight pants? <laughs> and, and you just feel like you need more room. Mm, and you're deep. just incredibly uncomfortable. Right. And you're like, I need my yoga pants. Or what I would say, my eating pants. <laughs> it kind of, it feels like that. But it feels like that in your spirit right. and in your life that you were just growing and growing and growing but you're not allowing yourself the space in the room you keeping that top button buttoned and you keeping the belt pulled tight (laughs) and you just feel incredibly uncomfortable and after a while you know you keep doing that there's gonna be a problem absolutely you know and so that's what it felt like I felt like I could not breathe I felt like I couldn't breathe I felt stunted and I felt like God had loaded me up with so many gifts that I didn't have the space and ability to use them. Mm. And so, you know, the, um, you'll hear people talk about how God will throw like a pebble at you. and Then maybe it'll be like, you know, a bigger rock. Right. And then it's right. like this whole boulder that just drops on you. 
And I think with the move here, I just dropped before the rocks started coming when I really started to feel uncomfortable. And so it is so important to move. And I'll um, share with you just a small thing that happened to me maybe a year ago. Um, I had moved in with a really good friend of mine because I wanted to save money to buy a house. She had an extra bedroom. The money that I was going to be paying her really helped. And I had been there for maybe a year and I was already uncomfortable. I was driving like almost an hour to work every day. Mm. And at this time, I was working like really late, 10 o'clock at night, getting up, having to go to work at like five o'clock in the morning because of my job was, you know, pretty demanding at that time. And I was already uncomfortable. And I said, oh, can I stay like another three months? Because I, I think I was just more or less being lazy mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, let me just stay here a little while longer. And... God had already started making me very uncomfortable in the space. Wow. And so when I tell you God is not playing around when he tells you something or he gives you something, I feel like he gives you also this um, eagerness to do it, this uncomfortable feeling when you're not. Mm. So I stayed at her house and one day I'd gotten up, used the bathroom, flushed and went back in the room And maybe 30 minutes later, I heard her screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I came out and I stepped in water. Mm -hmm. I mean, and she was in my bathroom, like on the floor, turning the faucet. And I ran downstairs and I've never seen anything like this. Water was raining from the ceiling. Wow. And she had bought this house years ago. Mm -hmm. The furniture and everything was, I mean, the... The fixture had water in it. The lemon bowl, her fruit bowl, had just floating lemons in it. The entire second floor was flooded. Um, And the first floor as well, just from the stuff that had rained down. And I was talking to my friend about it because I was devastated. It wasn't even my house. I couldn't even imagine. And she said, you know, you stayed too long, right? (laughs) And you didn't move when God told you to move. Whoa. I couldn't even go back into the house. Like, I could not go back like i tried to spend the night in the house and i remember getting up and leaving the house at about three o'clock in the morning and i went to go sleep at my office Mm. like i got dressed at the office and everything because i just i was not supposed to be at that house anymore and Mm. i was like i remember looking at the ceiling and i was like when i asked her for that additional three months and i was already uncomfortable god was already like I don't know what I need to do to get you about this situation. Right. But yeah, here's another clue, ma'am. Here, here's another clue. Here's another clue. Here's right. another clue. Right. And I right. just, yeah. So move when the spirit moves you. And one piece of advice that I often give people is do it scared. Mm. You, you got to do it scared. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. You know, I had saved enough money. I could have moved out sooner, but I was just. I don't know. I don't know if it was I was lazy or comfortable or what. I definitely wasn't comfortable. I think I was just more lazy. But um, when you have that feeling of God telling you it's time for another chapter, it's time for you to write another page, it's time for you to um, take hold of your story in a new way, mm-hmm. you have to move or he will flood your house. He would flush no. us. Girl, that is so, <laughs> let me tell you something. That is so deep. Everything you just said right now was so deep for me because that is so true. When we're trying to grow and we're not allowing ourselves the space to grow, 
you get uncomfortable because you're not moving into a season or you're not moving on the way that you're supposed to. And I love how you said God just started dropping these nuggets for you because he will do that. He will drop nuggets after nuggets after nuggets until we get it. So we have to get that. So thank you for sharing that. I have another question for you. Like it, it goes into what you were saying. And I just thought about this like, OK, so you know that. I love how you said the spirit needs to move you. That means that your relationship with God needs to be in line with what he's trying to do for your life and your purpose also. But how do you know that, okay, I'm not writing my story. I'm just living a life. Someone else is writing my story. Have you ever been in a situation where you said, you know what? I don't know if God is writing my story. I don't know if I'm writing my story or I am allowing someone else to write my story because it seemed like when you was at your friend's house, she was writing that portion of the story for you because she's telling you, okay, Chris, it's time for you to move on. You've been here too long. Did you realize at that point or any other example where you feel like, okay, I'm not in control of my story right now. Someone else is. No, um, with I can say honestly yes to that and she would have let me stay there as long as you know I wanted and the moving definitely was on me but I don't think that God is ever writing your story I think that he I think that you and God co-author okay you know I think that a lot of times we are so busy listening to this and the that and trying to um I guess keep up with the Joneses or whatever we see on social media or we're so in social media or TV or whatever that it is very important to get quiet mm -hmm. so you can hear God, Absolutely. so you can hear yourself, mm -hmm. so you can know um, what's next. And what mm -hmm. I've become really, really good about over this past, I don't know, since the beginning of the year is one, I meditate, two, I journal mm -hmm. and I really listen mm -hmm. i listen and i'm very in tune and even when i'm like for real you want me to do that what oh, oh okay all right mm -hmm. that, if that's mm -hmm. what we're doing and i have not gone wrong when i've listened to that thing because it, it feels right you know it's kind of like chris you really should get up in the morning drink a glass of water and then go to the gym right i don't think that better part of you is ever like you should get up and go punch that chick dead in the face. <laughs> you know, I don't think that those better parts of you are telling you to go do like that wild stuff. Right. I think that it's really like, you know what? You should probably go home before you punch her in the face. Right. You know, and I think that it's just important to listen. And I think it's important to put things down. I think that going on a social media fast is healthy. Going on a television fast is healthy mm -hmm. where you're just reading and writing. And that's where a lot of your... um time is spent if it's not working and i think that it just allows you to hear things better because we know right we know we know, we we know. We, know. yeah mm -hmm. if 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 god is telling you know leave this horrible job and go start a business we know we should probably be doing that right you know um if somebody's telling if if you were like you know what i need to be a little bit more obedient in this situation we know but we hard-headed sometimes and we don't want to do that thing that scares us or feels uncomfortable or we're worried about because even within my job my job is incredibly demanding mm -hmm. i am i have a startup and i work for a startup and it's a nonprofit. And it's it's a very, very hard job. And I've really had to learn to balance that. 
And even in talking to like my boss and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I'm able to do. I had to do that, not to suffocate the dreams and the things that were um, coming up for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is you just you just gave so many nuggets that, you know, a lot of us can take and just run with. And one of the things that you talked about is, you know, how demanding our life is. And (laughs) let me just say this. Our lives are demanding and we go through so much in our lives and we go through so much in our story, right? So we're constantly dealing with pain, but we have to realize the strength that's behind our pain. I am a true believer in the strength of our story. So when we look at our story, we find the strength. We don't look at the pain. We look at the strength of our story. Everything that we've been through have created this strength in us. Can you help me understand how do you realize the strength of your story? Like you can take your story and say that I'm strong because I'm getting stronger because my story or the next chapter of my life is going to be strong because how do you find the strength of your story? So I will share with you another story and I'll try to go through it quickly as not to eat up a lot of time. But this was very significant for me and something that I learned recently. So. My mom was diagnosed with MS when I was eight. She was 40. She fell down a flight of stairs, broke her arm, and she had been experiencing a lot of like unbalanced, you know, um, walking and stuff. Right. And so she was diagnosed when I was eight. And I remember, and I'm the youngest of seven. So I remember um, us sitting on the bed and she had put all the bills out and she made me call the bank. Mm -hmm. And she was like, ask them how much money is in your account and my account and my other account. And I remember saying, I don't think I should be doing this. And she was like, just do it. And so she had me write down all the money in the bank and then start deducting it based on the bills. We um, labeled all of the letters and we put stamps on everything. And then she walked me down to the mailbox to mail stuff. And that was something that we regularly started doing. Mm -hmm. I understood at that time, MS was so new, she didn't know if she would be alive to like teach me these things. Okay. And so by the time I was 14, I could cook like a full Thanksgiving meal because it was um, the first Thanksgiving that my mom had gotten really sick and she wasn't able to cook. And I was like, just tell me what to do. So I remember running back and forth into the kitchen, you know, asking her to taste stuff. She's like more time, more cumin, more salt, more butter, more of this. And that's how I learned how to cook. And from 14 on, I made every single Thanksgiving dinner that way until she passed. Nice. And so um, I was always scared to leave her. So Mm. I really didn't go out. I just went to work. And when I was little, I remember people at church saying, thank God you have, you know, Tina. Um, Thank God that you have her. And I remember thinking that I was only there to take care of her. And that's why I was born, because I'm the last of seven. You know, my my mom had no intention on having another child at 40. Mm -hmm. And so I had adopted this way of thinking that I was only here for her. And when she died, I honestly thought I was going to die, too. Because mm. I had served mm. my purpose. Right, right. And so um, I had started talking to my therapist, who's like the best therapist on the planet. Not for this, but just in our therapy sessions, having this conversation about always feeling like I was here to serve other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was journaling and journaling was so important because it helps you to see patterns and to see things. So I was journaling and all this time I thought that I was born to take care of my mom it dawned on me that that wasn't the truth. Having my mom with MS at such a young age and having so many responsibilities 
made me a capable woman. Wow, look at that. You know, and it was just, mm. and that just happened like maybe three months ago mm-hmm. that I had that revelation. Mm-hmm. And so... You have to take all the things that you're given, you know, all the lemons that you're given in life and know that those are just tools for you. Mm. Because I remember being um, 24 when my mom passed and having to close out her house mm-hmm. and move into my own house. Mm-hmm. But because she had already talked me through bills and banking and all of that, that was a no brainer. I already knew how to do that. Right, right, right. When right. I moved into the apartment, you know, I knew how to cook for myself. I knew how to shop for myself. Mm-hmm. I knew, and so many of my friends did not have that as a skill. And now, because, you know, with my mom's doctors at the time, I always had to be the one like, we're doing this, we're not doing this, and making all of these decisions. But in my work life, I am so valuable there because I have those skills. I'm not scared to talk to anybody because my mom made me start talking to grown people <laughs> when I was eight. Um, handling business when I was eight, when I was 14, you know, I was doing a lot more than my other friends were doing. And I just have a certain set of skills mm-hmm. that um, other people didn't have that I developed early. And so in my adult life, those are well-defined, well-developed skills that have served me well. And all that time I was thinking I was only born to take care of her is that I was born to her to be able to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and the things around me. And I kept having this thought that, you know, I am very capable. I am a very capable woman because of the woman that raised me even in her sickness Mm -hmm. and so those things that you know even if you're in a bad relationship and you're an abusive relationship or you know you grew up poor or whatever those things give you skills for the next time because you'll recognize the next abuser oh absolutely you know you'll you know how to shop you know thrift uh, thrift shop or you know how to like make smart financial decisions because you know what it is to live on a shoestring budget all of those things that happen to you throughout life are just tools when you choose to see them that way absolutely Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for sharing your story with us. There were so many things that we can take away from your story today, starting with, you know, knowing when it's time to shift your chapter. We cannot be stuck in chapters in our life. We need to know when we've outgrown a season, when it begins to get uncomfortable for us, we know that, okay, this part of my life, this part of my chapter, this part of my season, I've outgrown it. So recognizing when it's uncomfortable and when God is telling you, okay, I'm trying to take you to the next part of your life, you need to be able to move and understanding that there is purpose behind every pain that we go through. So one of the things that I love, and I just want to end on this is we built this podcast on understanding that you're worth it. Do you feel like in this season of your life right now that you're worth it? I feel more confident and more capable than I have ever felt in my entire life. And I feel like with the things that I have learned in my quiet moments with myself, that I am I don't know. I feel like more me than I have ever been and more just you can't shake this. Like I'm like, yeah, no, this I'm right. Mm -hmm. I'm right. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just absolutely, absolutely worth it because I'm my mother's child. That's right. You know, and absolutely, absolutely. I am worth it. Yes, absolutely. And when that's the thing that we want to to get across to everybody is understanding that that our worth is our worth. We're worth it. This life 
has so many beautiful things to offer us, but it starts with us owning our worth, knowing our worth, but we have to own our story, share our story, be in our story, start new chapters, start new seasons in our lives. And I love the one thing that I would take away that you said, it's a lot of it, but the one thing that I love is do it scared. We're so fearful sometimes to let go. We're so fearful sometimes. Okay, it's time to move on to the next chapter, but I'm scared to close this one. Do it scared. Don't let fear hold you back. Understand when it's time for you to grow. I am going to share this with as many people as I can. Thank you again for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our guest, Miss Chris Hale. We're going to give her another hand. Oh man, what an amazing show today. I am so thankful and grateful to Chris for sharing her story with us today, especially that beautiful part of her story about her mom. I was so blessed by that story, and I hope you be blessed by that story as well. That part of her story created such a strength inside of her to live out chapter after chapter after chapter of her life. And we need to take that same advice that she gave us because there are pieces to our story that we can take from previous chapters and say that this is what created me to be this strong, powerful woman that I am. Or remember that part of your story that you survived and become that powerful, strong woman that you are meant to be. I am so excited about what we all are going to receive from everything we heard today. Well, that concludes our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I look forward to your comments. I look forward to your questions. And remember, there will be a blog that will follow this episode. It will be on my website. So please check that out. I am still new to social media, but I hope you guys go to social media because we are going to start some interactive discussions with each other. And I am actually going to create groups where we can share with each other and motivate with each other. So there are going to be some interactive discussions coming up. So I hope you guys participate in that. So look for, you know, any notifications to come into your Facebook platforms about that. Well, that's it for today. I love you guys. I look forward to you being on the next episode and it is going to be a powerful episode and I'm going to tell you why. I am doing this episode with my four amazing, powerful sisters. The title of that episode is What's Taking Your Power and How to Get It Back. I'm telling you, you guys, you are all going to be in for a treat. So I will see you next time. We love you and we are out.